You are listening to Ready or Not with Aftermath Disaster Preparedness. Greetings. Welcome back once again to another powerful episode with Ready or Not with Aftermath Disaster Preparedness. Once again, I am your host, Rashida, and tonight you have my co-host with me, Michelle. Good evening, good evening. Yes. Uh, Welcome back. We're at episode seven. Yeah, we're at episode seven, and tonight, you know, we're still continuing our water conversation. So tonight, episode is entitled, Why Purify? And of course, we know purification is the number one rule when it comes to water. We definitely don't want to ever have to drink contaminated water, cook with contaminated water, wash with contaminated water. We always want our water to be purified for many, many reasons. And tonight, we're going to dive into the bacteria that's in water, the different viruses that are associated with water, and how to simply purify your water during natural disasters or when you have to shelter in. So tonight... I say... Go ahead. I say, you know, when you really consider everything, on last episode, we talked about the formula. We spoke about the calculation of how much water is needed for a household, etc. If you did not listen to that episode, please go back. Um, and if you did, you know, it might be good for a review. But this episode on purification, I think this, in terms of water, um, is one of the more complex um, yeah. discussions to have. It's a Just, lot, yeah. It's a lot to cover. So, I don't know. We might have to make a part two of it. Um, I think we can try to get through it. I don't want to, you know, go so quickly because it is a lot of information when you're talking about purification. I think on the next episodes, we will be talking about the sanitation, the storage, I'm sorry, the storage aspect. And then from there, we'll talk about the sanitation. But again, I think this purification factor is very um, involved. Yep. But, um, Yep, yep, yep. So purification, and we're going to jump right now into um, viruses, right? So we know... Well, before we do that, okay, before we do that, we want to, I just want to kind of put everything in context, and that is, um, as we go into the purification factor, in preparedness, purification is one of the most important factors of survival. Um, That having water or knowing where water is, I mean, hands down, I mean, of course, shelter and other things, but water is one of the most important aspects of uh, preparedness, and I'll tell you why. And that is because most disasters can either pause or stop or contaminate your water supply. And if if that takes place, I mean, you really have a huge population without water. One thing that we want you to consider is most of the health problems relating to a disaster are due to the lack of water, be it because of poor sanitation or the consumption of of contaminated water, but most issues um, in disaster is surrounding the lack of water. So this lets you know why we decided to kind of break down the water aspect of uh, preparedness, and it's just one of the more important factors. So now you're left with an absolute need 
once your water is contaminated or, you know, poor sanitation, you're left with an absolute need to purify your water. And without doing so, understand that there are many potential water-related threats and illnesses attached to contaminated water. And um, my co-host, so Rashida, is going to kind of expound on that. So about water, possible threats and illnesses. So, you know, bacteria is found in water, right? But remember, in most disasters, as we stated before, the risk of blackouts and electrical outages is high during times of natural disasters. This means that the power plants or water treatment plants can be expected to be down, which means access to water will be none. You won't have access. Um, And then, basically, bacteria... um, then it can immediately get into your water supply, right? Because if they have no way of filtering the water that gets to you, then what does that mean? That water is contaminated unless you decontaminate that water. And, you know, bacteria lives in standing water that has been allowed, you know, to sit and stand. So, for example, you know, like if you've been outside during the summertime and you see a puddle of water or a little puddle of water you see a lot of mosquitoes and things around that water that's that's considered standing water and that water itself has so much bacteria and other things that are in it because it is standing with everything that's in the earth at that time well here's the thing let me let me add to this um especially in flooding when you have flooding you're gonna have standing water outside and that's the most contaminated form of water that you can have. Yep. And that's why in preparedness, you're told not to not to even get near flood water. Yeah, because it's filled with so many, like, parasites. Oh, let me tell you. Let me, my, one, let me give you my little personal experience. So where I park in the parking lot um, of the Mars station, there's, like, an issue with the um, sewage. So oftentimes when it's a heavy rain, like there's a lot of standing water. It's like it's flooded. Mm-hmm. So on one particular day, real quick, on one particular day, my son came. I I know no me knowing this because I park there often. I park the car in a safe place, etc. I come back and my son had come and taken the car and then he he parked it. He reparked it. It ended up raining, like pouring down intense rain. So when I come back, he had parked it in a place that began to, um, you know, flood. It had like flood water all around it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the car and it had been raining all day by the time I got in. And when I looked at that car, surrounded by, I cannot tell you the (laughs) stuff that was floating. (laughs) <laughs> I cannot tell you the stuff that was floating around in that water. And I wasn't prepared, me, Miss Preparedness. Right. I just had on my work suit. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get into this car? Right. And it was like. So, what did you do? How'd you get into I, it? I just prayed. I just prayed. <laughs> I just prayed. I mean, I eventually had to take off my shoes. I hate to even tell this story because I was so grossed out. But uh, I eventually had to take off my shoes and just kind of walk through that water mm. to, to get in the car. Like, that was the most, ugh. I can that, only that imagine. A, that's an experience in preparedness, but because I should have had my rain boots. But at any rate, um, 
But I say that to say with that standing water and just to um, explain to you why it's so important that you don't try to purify flood water mm-hmm. because everything is in it. It was bugs in it. It was the mosquitoes that yeah. you were talking about. Yeah. It was trash. It was, you know, somebody's weave. It was, uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it wasn't a good look. It was but, nasty. Um, the reason for that and oftentimes the uh, bigger reason for why you don't do flood, uh, you know, try to purify flood water is that because of the sewages and right. because sewages get backed up, you can imagine what's going on in a sewage. Mm-hmm. You can imagine what lives like cats and all of that. That's yeah, cats, rats, and other animals. Ooh, let's talk about it. So when you get into a flooding situation, yeah, don't don't um you can't come near that water. So that's why it's very important to have your water supply. And that brings Yeah, and that brings us to, you know, when you were talking about standing water, that's why in our last episode we were talking about um you know, we say that we don't subscribe to the bottled water for it to be used indefinitely. You know, we were talking about that concept of not just having bottled water because it may expire or expiration date and things like that. And that's because, yeah, but that is that's standing water as well. Now, it may not be standing water out in the environment, but it's still standing water within that plastic um, compound. So that's something to think about as well. Which makes it susceptible to the same bacteria that we're talking about if it's not encased in, like, you know, a really safe-proof or, or safe-proof uh, surroundings. And, and unfortunately, plastic still allows viruses to thrive. Right. And our bodies aren't used to having contaminated water in us. So that leads me into... You know, the diarrhea aspect. I know listeners probably like, ew, that's nasty. But contaminated water, yes, contaminated water causes diarrhea. It's like diarrhea is the second leading cause of death in children because it's linked to dehydration. And we talked about it again in our um, episode about food and fasting, that being dehydrated is one of the last things that you want during a natural disaster. So consuming that contaminated water can cause dehydration, which causes diarrhea. So understand dehydration is mm-hmm. closely linked to uh i mean diarrhea is closely linked to dehydration yeah yeah but see that's the that's the interesting part too you know you have to be aware that when you're in this situation and lack of water etc um or contaminated water if you get contaminated water if diarrhea occurs it brings about you know your vomiting yeah and, all of that nausea everything body oh of course that's because your body is trying to get rid of the pathogens or the toxic toxins that have come you know inside your body Mm -hmm. so it's a natural course to try to get rid of it but um i would suggest um just as a matter of reference that in your emergency kit people should consider having like some um anti-diarrhea tablets you know, anti-vomiting tablets or meds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have those type of things. You know, um, most cruise ships have anti-vomiting meds and uh, anti-nausea meds and things like that. So those are definitely should be in your go bags. I I say weigh it. You know what I mean? I think initially, if you got to get it out, try to get it out. 
you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to get to a point of dehydration, especially if you're rationing your water. So, yeah, like I said, this is a significant topic, but dehydration and um, diarrhea and vomiting is, is are definite signs of contaminated water. All right, so now we're about to jump into viruses, viruses as they relate to water. So with the exception of cholera and polio, many viruses don't survive or multiply or even reproduce in water. But that leads me to talking about cholera. So cholera started in a small town in Africa. And what was going on is the villagers were using the bathroom and vomiting in the water supply. And they were unable to um, purify it. So the water was contaminated. And with the flies that come during those times when you use the restroom and things like that, they were, of course, flying on the different foods. The foods were cooked with it. So it was all around involved with their everyday life. So what they did, a young boy actually did research and they started, the villagers started to boil the water that they got from their river. So that just, you know, leads us into we always talking about our last episode. We did talk a little bit about boiling water when you have that heat supply available to do that. But let me just continue. But in the cities or urban areas, viruses are a major issue. So purification methods are key to prepare to preparedness, especially with flooding. And we said, yes, ma'am. That with the yes, ma'am. With the cholera and um like a viruses like with uh polio most viruses don't survive or reproduce in water so like viruses are something that can get in your water supply during an an emergency or disaster but you know oftentimes viruses can't really reproduce themselves in water so I'm not saying not to worry about it because it can happen. Like you can get cholera or you can get polio. And Rashida just explained how that can come about because it can come about if people are getting sick all over the place and what have you, and it gets into your water supply, and you know, and you're, you're that desperate for water, or what have you. You can get like some of those bigger viruses, cholera and polio, etc. But, you know, that's not necessarily commonplace um, just because how of how viruses kind of come about mm-hmm. in water. So that's just an FYI. Yeah, so an example of one of the places where that is high is sewage backup, sewage backups, right? All right, so I don't want to sound too scientific or make it yeah. too complicated, but I do want to dive a little bit into organic chemicals, which means um, chemicals with carbon. And some things that we use in our everyday life or that we see in our everyday life is kind of fertilizer, paints, glues, detergents, pesticides, ammonia, and things like that are considered organic chemicals because they are they all do have carbon inside of them or are made with carbon, I should say. Um, disasters that activate this usually are oil spills and excessive trash. And we know oil spills, they aren't, as what's the word I'm looking for, Michelle? They aren't as prevalent. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're kind of rare. But excessive trash. Now we see that in our urban communities, in our own communities, and even for example, you just think about New York itself that has a high excessive trash rate. 
Um, and then you have um, inorganic chemicals, right? So you have lead, fluoride, which is one reason why you shouldn't use fluoride toothpaste, um, <laughs> arsenic, excessive chlorine, and things like that. Um, and when I say excessive chlorine, yes, that does mean the chlorine that's used in pools. And then let's move on to... Radioactive. Yes, radioactive yeah. contaminants. I lost my train of now, thought. <laughs> let me, I'll, I'll help you with this one. Okay. So now, what what you're describing or what we're now discussing is to kind of get an imagery and an understanding of some of the contaminants that can get into your water source during uh, disasters, be they man-made disasters be they natural disasters, you're looking at uh, just through flooding or, you know, it might be a tsunami or, well, in our area, it might be a hurricane. These things will stop your water supply. And uh, if your water supply is stopped, these are some of the things that that should be considered that can get into your water supply. And that is, as Rashida just explained, the organic chemicals can get into it. They can be leaked into it or inorganic chemicals. But now, um, just on a larger scale, radioactive chemicals can also be leaked depending on the disaster into your water supply. And I'll give you, let's give them, uh, I'll give you one example. One example was in Japan. Um, I don't know how many people remember. I cannot pronounce that nuclear a reactor that went up in Japan some years ago. I think it was like about eight years ago. In 2011, I believe it was. Okay. In 2011, you know, Japan had that earthquake, that huge earthquake, and then all of the uh, nuclear reactors, or many of them, in uh, Japan just kind of cracked, and it just was a, there was a spillage of radioactive, radioactive material that got into the food and water supply. So that's what we mean by radioactive contaminants. Or I don't know how many of us were around um, when Russia, which had probably the biggest um, known radioactive uh, contaminant when they had in uh, uh, Chernobyl. And I think that was sometime in like 1986. That was a man-made disaster um, when their, their nuclear plant went down. And that was just, that was huge. Just, it contaminated water and, and you know, plants, et cetera, for miles and miles and miles. And then another example here in the United States um, was the Three Mile Island uh, nuclear uh, facility in Pennsylvania. And that happened um, a long time ago. But there was some faulty issues in the uh, nuclear plants. And that material, that radioactive material, got uh, contaminated the water supply, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we mean by radioactive contaminants. It can, it can, it does happen. It's um, rare, thank goodness. But um, there are a lot of nuclear plants um, in every state. As a matter of fact, that's something that we discuss in our presentation for aftermath. Just kind of trying to alert people to being more cognizant of the nuclear facilities that surround them Mm -hmm. um, in their cities and states. 
Wow, Rashida. So we covered. That's a lot of information. And I, as I told you, this water purification thing is—it's deep. It's a lot. It's intense. It really is. So you know what I think. As I said um, initially, I think we're gonna have the part to it. Yeah, um, I think so we will think, too. Yeah, I think we can have discussions on our next episode. Please join us. And we'll talk about purification methods, the yep. how to how aspect. to purify. So exactly to prevent many of the things we just spoke about: bacteria, parasites, and viruses, and inorganic chemicals and organic chemicals that can get in the water during disasters. Mm-hmm. Um, we we just kind of did a rant, a rundown of that. That is the what, and now we'll discuss um, in part two of this the how the how yep so how we, does that sound does that yeah that's sound good like? i think we went through the why purifying everybody know why they should and i guess next time we'll do the how to so everybody can learn how to actually purify that water sounds good otherwise we would have about a two-hour special right now. right <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna jump into the segment of the day or the segment of the night um so tonight We're going to be talking about, I know a lot of people in the PG County area have received a text message as of yesterday. And that text message was issuing an advisory for water. So due to a water main break, um, the water, the the community that lived in East D.C., Michelle? Um, Actually, in South. South, 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 South PG. South Prince George's is like over near NGM Fort Washington. Okay. So yeah, so South PG, that that whole area, they were at risk of water contamination due to a water main break. So they were they were issued a water advisory mm-hmm. through um, via text message. Um, yep. through a, a different forms, I think. Did they do emails and things like that? Um, I forgot. I think my coworker, I think she got her information from. The, I saw it on a newspaper. Okay. Uh, but um, it, like as you said, you saw it on Facebook. Yeah, like, and I, a couple of my colleagues said they received text messages like Amber Alerts. They were, you exactly. know, loud, loud ringing of their phones to let them know what was going on. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So that's our segment of the night, but that lets us know that we need to be in tune with the things that are going on in our community. And with those messages that are sent out, it's definitely a good tool to know what's going on. But in some communities, in some cities, you have to actually sign up to be on that list to get information. And I don't know if it's like that in PG County, but I know in some areas, it is like that. So definitely get involved within your community so that you can stay up to date on the things that go on in in dealing with the community that you live in. Yeah, I think that they, um, in the advisory... They just um, sent notice to everyone to do a boil water. I think it was a boil water advisory, suggesting to everyone that, you know, um, there was a main break, which means there was standing water, which contaminants could possibly enter um, as they fixed the main break. And, and we um, better be safe than sorry. So go ahead. And that's the, one of the, that's the first purification method, actually, that we'll speak about. Um, in our next episode, in episode eight, and that is boiling, the boiling water method in purification. So that's the simplest, most um, less complex way of purification. But I'll go. We'll go into detail as to, you know, 
what that kills and what it doesn't kill in terms of contamination. But yeah, I won't be long winded. They did get get a full water advisory and um, everyone was put on alert that anything you do, go ahead and boil your water. Again, speaking to some of my coworkers in the area, um, so that meant, um, as she was explaining to me, she, she boiled the water, like a big thing of water. And um, I gave her, in terms of preparedness, I think I gave her like a B plus A. <laughs> she, uh, she boiled a big thing of water, and then she just kind of rationed it into small cups. And that's how she brushed her teeth, and that's how she washed her face, and mm. you know. And that's, that's what you need to do. Mm. And um, I think by the time she got home from work, I think it... Have the advisory have them lifted. Okay, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, so that's our segment for tonight. And look at that, Michelle. We're already done for tonight. Already. Yes, and we covered a lot of information, so I definitely hope that all of our listeners had your pen and pad available and was taking adequate notes. And Can definitely... Notes? <laughs> Be sure to give us a text us or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Comment. <laughs> Comment, comment below with any questions, concerns, or anything you want to be um, want us to talk about. Any questions you want us to answer? We're definitely open for communication. Absolutely, and um, I, I want to go into another thing. Um, I guess we'll do it next episode in terms of um, someone who reached out to us. I've been in conversation with um, or dialogue, I should say, um, and hopefully we can maybe get them um to be a guest on the show and that is the the uh disaster preparedness crisis hotline mm. it's a disaster preparedness hotline i think i told you about that yeah so um yeah i'll continue to try to have dialogue with um the um the uh organizer etc and uh, we'll go into that later yeah that would well. be amazing yep that would yeah. be amazing to have them on the show for our listeners yeah, for sure all right so y'all know what to do to like comment share tell a friend tell a friend to tell a friend and we hope everything tonight was good for your ears and um you know like we always say this is ready or not with aftermath disaster preparedness and we are not here to scare you we are we here, are to, here prepare to prepare you, you. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace.